Hello, everybody. This is Mark Fernandes. Here we are in episode three of From Survivor to Thriver. Uh, we're very excited uh, to welcome our guest in today. And I'm going to introduce my co-host, Eric DeRosa. I'm calling in from Snowmass Village on Zoom, as is Eric. Eric, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, Mark. We actually have some fresh snow on the ground, which is great. And I remembered how to uh, play my guitar as a <laughs> funny story, which we'll probably get to later, uh, but my own <laughs> mental health issues. Uh, but before I introduce today's guest, uh, I want you to think back to your 14-year-old self. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Fall River or Tivoden at the time. Obviously, I was in Somerset. Um, and I Fall want... River for sure. Fall River right? for sure. Fall River. So during your 14-year-old years, I want you to think about, you don't, we're not going to answer it, but what were you doing at that time to positively impact your peers and other people around you? Um, because today I'm really excited to introduce our guest, uh, Ava Kelly. Uh, Ava is a 14-year-old student uh, at the Teton Science School in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Jackson Hole, uh, it's about uh, a nine hour drive away from where Mark and I are here uh, in South Central Colorado. Uh, and Ava uh, has been studying yoga since she was seven years old. Uh, she'll give you all the details on that. Uh, she's one of the youngest uh, yoga instructors in her discipline in the country. Um, and she has created an amazing nonprofit called Ava Marie Yogi. Uh, so we'd like to welcome to our show today, Ava Kelly. Hi, I'm Ava. <laughs> That's so, okay. Ava, what, what was your thought process? Why did you decide to start the nonprofit? Um. I decided to start a nonprofit because um, I was going through mental health issues, depression and anxiety, um, so on. And I wanted to, I had a resource from having, I got depression, anxiety around 12, 13. So um, I had, luckily I had that resource of yoga and um, linking movement with breathing to help me with that. And once I kind of, Anxiety doesn't really go away, but it, like it, you can figure out how to work with it. So once I kind of figured out how to work with it, I wanted to help others in the same way that I helped myself. So that's why I decided to start my nonprofit. Uh, that's amazing, <laughs> Ava. And, um, as somebody who has studied yoga at different points in my life to varying <laughs> degrees of success, um, you know, my background in theater, we spend a lot of time studying a lot of different ways to move and breathe. Um, I've studied the Alexander Technique, Feldenkrais, you know, some of this stuff you may have heard of or not, um, but I can totally understand and see not only, you know, connecting movement to breath, but the meditative aspect of yoga uh, having a huge impact on uh, depression and anxiety. And I think it's amazing that you at such a young age have not only made that connection to heal yourself, uh, but want to share it with others. And that's why we're so excited to chat with you today. So thank you. And don't yes. hesitate to be like, I don't know what to say, or I don't know how to answer that. We're, that's what Eric yeah. and I are here for. We want to help you tell your story. And you didn't bring up, Mark, probably the most important part of your yoga practice, which is Peloton yoga. Yes. Yeah. So I we have... like to practice yoga <laughs> alone in my house without other people. That's the only way it feels good to me. <laughs> 
have you done have you done any either teaching or taken any classes uh, via video or zoom or some other way lately um for me personally doing yoga over zoom doesn't really feel the same and so i kind of lead my own practice in that um i tried doing it over zoom it was really difficult for me um i think it's safe to do it in small groups five to six people maybe very spaced out sure um and so uh, for me teaching in person, uh, I do mostly private lessons, but I also specialize in teaching kids and teenagers. Um, so that's what I'm mainly focusing on. That's amazing. So one of the things you mentioned, which was really great, was talking about you know breathing and movement and yoga. And, and one of the things that made me think about um, is, is the word flow. Um, and, you know, like you, you know, um, similar timeline, actually, you know, anxiety was, was dominating my life. Um, and so one of the things I'm really curious about is kind of what it is and what it was about, you know, yoga, um, that really helped you, um, sort of regain, I guess that flow, um, and, and be able to manage your anxiety in a better way. Um, well, I remember when I was in second grade, our teacher walked up to me and I was crying for whatever reason. And she just told me to breathe 10 times. Um, and I was about seven at that age. So I had just started yoga and it was just this random fun thing that I was doing because we lived right next to a yoga studio. Um, and so I kind of had like a flashback when I started to get into yoga more um, seriously. I kind of had a flashback from my second grade year and my teacher telling me to breathe, to calm down. Um, and that's what I've kind of done with anxiety attacks and panic attacks is, um, and then linking movement with you also kind of distracts your brain for a moment to um, calm down and kind of rest your mind. Amazing. So yeah. if you're trying to put this in sort of a lens, and when I ask this question, you can literally answer this however you want. And, and then Eric and I might ask you some different questions because of it, but you have come out of this and, and are thriving and helping other people. What is it like for you to thrive with mental illness? How, how, do, how are you persevering and overcoming? Um, with mental illness, again, you can't get rid of it. No matter how old you get or how, how, how much you try to work through it, you can't just get rid of it. Um, but you have to find certain strategies to work with it to help you become a better person and, um, and just working with your anxiety and depression to kind of figure out loopholes to help you is really important. Absolutely. I think you bring up a really important piece, which, you know, when I told my story in episode one, um, it's, it's really the idea, uh, I think, that, you know, as you move from survivor to thriver, um, part of being able to thrive is you, you talk about managing it and and owning it. And, um, and I think one of the things that wh why I was so excited to actually speak with you and have you on the podcast, Dave, is when I think back to myself at 14, um, you know, obviously I knew there was something, um, going on, uh, but I 
didn't have the courage uh, to speak up and, um, and to be able to manage it and own it at such a young age and to be able to have that positive impact um, on those around you um, is, is really, really admirable. And so in thinking about that, you know, Eric mentioned that courage and what do you think, how has your life changed? Like how have you sort of evolved since you became transparent about it and are going to talk to people about what you're going through and try to help them as well? How, how has your life changed since you started that journey? Um, being more open, like being open is really, really difficult. And it's also helped me feel more kind of get kind of penetrate through that social anxiety and help me be more confident with other people. And, um, that's the, it hasn't changed like drastically. I've had to do a lot more talking and communicating and which I'm not used to. Um, but it hasn't changed that much. It's just kind of, um, there's very, there's a lot of steps to get to where I am. Absolutely. And when you speak with other people um, who are, you know, one of the things Eric and I are, it's very important to us to share is that, you know, not everyone's journey is the same, right? And I love how you keep hopping on the fact that like mental illness doesn't go away. We don't necessarily cure it. We find ways to either manage or live with, or, you know, there's a lot of ways to describe that. But as you come in contact with other people who have either similar journeys to yours or just going through something and you're trying to help them, what are some of the things that you find either within yoga or without yoga that, that really sort of resonate with you and resonate with them? Um, definitely connecting with people and sharing your story with someone else will definitely help them feel a bit more relaxed and at ease. And so um, getting to know someone or um, relating a certain situation to their situation can really, really help people. Uh, that's mainly how I connect with people. Yeah. You are wise beyond your years, dear. And <laughs> <laughs> beyond being an amazing and lovely human overall, like that was, yeah. Yes. I wish I had known that at 14. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could go back now just having sat and talked to Ava a little bit to being 14 so I could change a whole bunch of things. Uh, sure, but, but, but I mean, that's the other piece of that. And, and I want to say that to our listeners is part of that journey. And part of that is like at 14, I was working a lot in the community. I, I actually worked as a mentor with small children, teaching reading and acting. And, and I did a lot of community outreach. I went to senior centers and performed. Like I had all of these outlets, but I didn't, I didn't necessarily connect with people the way that Ava was talking about. So I don't, you know, we could beat ourselves up, Eric, but you know, the fact of the matter is, is here we are and we're lucky enough to be chatting right. with Ava today. So we'll focus on that. <laughs> so um, one of the things, one of the things, and, and I, I've shared this with Mark um, related to something completely different, uh, but, but obviously it comes up in the space of, of mental health and kind of what the podcast is about and what you're doing, Ava. And, and I kind of, I call them the, the three eyes and it's inspire and influence and impact. Um, and so, you know, how do you hope to, you know, inspire and influence and impact, uh, you know, your peers, other, other teens um, and, and just those, you know, in the broader community who might be listening to our podcast today? Um, well, ever since I was young, I've always wanted to help people and assist people. 
people. I wanted to volunteer at hospitals, even at like six or seven. I wanted to do all these things that were um, just amazing for my age. But I also, um, I have to help myself before, there's a, you have to help yourself before you can help someone else. And that's what most people don't understand is that um, if you don't help yourself, you can't help other people. And if you kind of give yourself to someone else, it's going to drain you emotionally and damage you. So um, yeah, that's kind of how I've found helping people. Once you've helped yourself, helping people can help you. But if you haven't helped yourself yet, it can damage you. So one of the things, and it's interesting you bring that up, um, in, the, in the tagline of the, our podcast, it's, it's um, you know, helping people uh, to find their voices. Um, and it sounds very much like what you're, you're talking about is, you know, you were able at a very young age um, to, I guess, quote, find your voice. Um, and you know, whether it's through listening to others or, um, or through that strength that you found, uh, it, to be able to influence other people to find their voice in their way. And Ava, you can be as specific or as general, uh, to this next question I'm going to ask you. Um, but, you know, in thinking about that, you've talked a bit about managing and, uh, you just brought up the wonderful and very true sentiment that until we can help ourselves and make ourselves more whole, we can't really help others. What are some things that you're doing right now uh, that really help you continue to thrive and manage your anxiety and depression? Um, definitely what I've continuously doing is hobbies, like doing yoga, snowboarding, violin, it's kind of keeping myself busy. Um, doing these types of things, but that helps me personally. Um, I can't really give advice for those things because you can keep busy and distract yourself, but you also can't avoid the topic of something. So that's what I've been doing to help myself, and that helps me personally. But for other people, it's finding hobbies. Hobbies are a distraction so you can avoid your problems. But for me, I just do it to – it helps me personally. Well, the thing I would say, Ava, is there's two avenues for this. And and we Eric and I like to make these caveats all the time. I'm not a doctor, but this <laughs> is what my this is what my therapist told me. If you are actively using or or doing a hobby uh, to distract yourself, that can be a positive in some ways, but it doesn't actually help you with the problem. But something like yoga or music are actually intensely therapeutic if you focus your energy differently, right? You said something perfect earlier of talking about how freeing you found connecting your breath to movement. And there's actually a lot of science that proves that that actually helps us with mental health because it allows us to be more connected to our body. A lot of times what is happening from a mental health aspect is actually a natural response to our outside environment, right? The, the lizard brain, the amygdala, or what was going on gets triggered in a different way because we haven't managed things. And so we can actually heal ourselves and lessen the amount of stress um, that is in our system and the amount of cortisol that's going through. So there are, you are absolutely correct that if it's just the distraction, you know, the problem's still there. Um, but there's been a lot of science that proves that if we do these things in the right way, mindfully, uh, it actually can help us heal in the long run and repair. So I'm guessing from listening to you talk and hearing how you're doing this, you were definitely more on that 
healing path than just the distracting path. And so, Ava, when you share yoga with others, and I'm going to focus on yoga just for this, but it can be other things. What is it that you notice or what is it that brings you that joy where you realize that you really are trying, that you really are making an impact or helping people? Um, I think that even if it's not necessarily um, helping people, I guess, it's, I feel like no matter what, you're helping someone when you're doing yoga, but if it's not helping people in a specific way, like for, for mental illnesses or mental health, um, people just show up to have fun and to um, kind of move around. And for me, the point of yoga is so you can do it by yourself um, or in a group with, or in a group of people and you can share it with others. Um, and, but you have to learn it yourself before you can share it. And um, some people do it for exercise. Exercise is a very important part of um, mental health and um, kind of me knowing that they're doing it for themselves, but they're also doing it for someone else kind of lets me know that it's important, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. One of the, one of the things I was curious about is, um, you know, I've, I've done very little yoga. My wife does a lot of yoga, um, but Mark and I, like you, you're a snowboarder, skier turned snowboarder, or and and do both um and mark and i obviously uh teach skiing and have skied for a while uh, but we're also musicians guitarists um and i was curious do you find that um there are days where maybe it's the violin that you prefer to to go to or other days it's yoga or some days you you find snowboarding or some combination of, of, of all three um, to sort of rebalance and recenter you? Yeah, 100%. Like some days I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, I want to do this today. Um, or I'll stay up super late and realize that like, um, oh, this is why I'm staying up late because I want to play my violin until 3 a.m. Um, <laughs> and so there, I, don't, I don't encourage that, but that's, it works for me. <laughs> but I'll definitely have kind of a change of mood when I realize that I want to do something um, active, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that's. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I found, you know, and, and I kind of hinted at it towards at the beginning of this episode, but as, as Mark knows, um, as we say, like in our, you know, it's, it's perfectly okay to not always be okay. And I was having one of those weeks last week and um and you talked very, you know, astutely, Ava, about things being, you know, sometimes a distraction, right? And so I called up Mark and I said, uh, yeah, I'm going to play guitar. And, um, and I started playing and, you know, songs and things that I typically am able to play no problem because I was trying to use it incorrectly as a distraction. Um, I could not connect my brain to my hands <laughs> to be able to actually play the songs that I was used to without having the music right in front of me. Um, yeah. So, it, and, and, and it was all because I hadn't been able to get out on the mountain in a couple of days to ski. Um, so it's interesting when you talk about like, sometimes it's, it's movement, sometimes it's staying up late. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's, if, if you're able to combine the two, um, it makes everything, um, all that much clearer around you. 
Ava, what are what are some of the things that you notice? You know, we, we can't ignore that we've all been living through a global pandemic for almost a year now. Um, what are some of the things you notice that are obviously unique to being a teenager at this time, but are you noticing that you have to change or kind of manage some of your coping strategies or things that you have to do with not having to have your like normal social life, normal contact? Um, it was, it, for me, COVID didn't really change much only because right when I got um, men, um, mental illnesses, I um, COVID hit. And so I was already staying inside and already kind of permitting myself from the world. And so it kind of, um, COVID actually, it made it worse because it made me, oh, I, cause because of COVID, I don't have to go outside because of COVID, I don't have to do this. So COVID was kind of a excuse for me and it kind of was my downfall. Well, I'll say this, Ava, it may have been your downfall at that point, but now it, it can free you because now you, you are attacking these problems head on and, and finding ways to impact others. And, and I cannot thank you enough for that. I'm really it's, 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 I'm inspired to even just be chatting with you about it. It's, I wish we could meet in person. Someday we will, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but, uh, obviously, that's not happening anytime soon. Um, but I just, um, I can't speak. Thank you yeah. enough. Yeah. And, and I guess, the, you know, following up on that, um, you know, the, the COVID piece, obviously, you know, Mark and I spend a lot of time, um, in, in our other life, you know, skiing and, and teaching teenagers. And, um, and we've been in touch with, with lots of them over the past year um, since the pandemic hit and, and listened, you know, and texted and, and talked about their particular stories and what it's like being in New York and Chicago and Australia and how everybody's dealing differently, um, you know, through COVID and, and managing um, through COVID. So, you know, is there anything that you would tell any of the teens um, who I know are listening uh, to the podcast today? Um, some of the some of the strategies and things that you've used to make this let's call it a social disconnection um, a, a little bit easier. Um, kind of that everyone is going through it. If I could say anything to all the teens in the world, it would be. Um, most people know what you're going through and every situation is unique. Um, but it's also, it's okay to be not okay, I guess. <laughs> so I love that. I love that. I love that. We're, <laughs> that's we're pretty be, much Eric's favorite yes. sentence right now is yes. it's totally okay to not be okay. That's yeah. his like rallying cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to have, I want to have t-shirts made, hats made. <laughs> Yes, hey, we've is... got that opportunity, right? It's, it's it's a merch world. That's how everybody supports this stuff. We're gonna make some yep. merch. Yep. We can make all merch. <laughs> <laughs> we we even have the support of a teenager. She's a, she's supporting us, I know. guys. And like, yeah, make some merch. You guys are all right. <laughs> I know. Shoes, t-shirts, pants, hats, hoodies. Go yeah, ahead. Hoodies, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you see a ton of it in Jackson, but it's super. Uh, everybody's all about the shiny trucker hat here in Aspen and Snowmass. Like that's the, that's the, like the thing. Yep. <laughs> um, Ava, so, is there anything else you'd like to say or share with us? Or, you know, is there something you wish we had asked or something we haven't covered that you really would like to talk about? Um, not really. I think you guys covered pretty much all of it. It was really awesome talking to you guys. 
Well, thank you so, so much for being on our podcast today. I know you're going to be um, not only a great, you know, influence and inspire um, to everyone who's listening today, but, um, you know, just hearing your story and, and knowing the bits about you that I do, um, you know, you're, you're definitely destined for some really great things um, as you move through your high school and college years and, and into your adult years. So thank you so much. Thank you for thank having you. me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to thank Eric DeRosa for joining us today from Snowmass Village. I want to thank our wonderful guest, Ava Kelly, for coming on, sharing her story and what she's doing to help herself and others uh, suffering with mental illness. Uh, this is Mark Fernandes here in Snowmass Village, Colorado. And as always, I will sign off asking us all to be as well as we can. <laughs>